Welcome to Victorious Living. So Satan uses his influences to keep our faith in a natural or in natural things. And you know, you have to stop and think about it like this. The sinner is not the only person that Satan can influence. Satan can influence Christians or people who say they're Christians. He can influence them for sure. It has happened, will happen, but we just don't want it to happen to us. We don't want to do that. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us divine guidance as opposed to human wisdom. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan with divine guidance as opposed to human wisdom. But it's easy to come to church and hear the word and, and when you leave the church, nothing. There's no can be no rhema where you can hear the Logos. But unless when the Logos is coming forth, that there's not a rhema word out of the Logos that strikes you, then you just come to church. Amen. You've heard the Bible read or whatever, and you've heard the preacher preach. But when, when the word of God becomes a rhema word, that's when the lights go on. That's when you read in the Bible and the lights go on. And you, you know you heard from God out of what the Bible is saying or what you heard from the preacher or the teacher or whomever. The lights come on. Now, if the lights didn't come on, you heard a sermon. We, heard, we hear a sermon. And uh, we, if we don't get some rhema word out of that, we've come, we've heard, we leave, and we're still where we were when we came in. But we ought to be a little bit different when we come in and listen to the word so that the Holy Spirit can strike a rhema word that really grips our thinking, grips our, our, our thinking and, and brings faith with that. When we hear that rhema word, the Holy Spirit will grip our heart as it, was, as it were and he will bring faith with that rhema word. Because we know there has to be some truth in that for sure because there's a lot of people that come to church and, and I, I can't talk about people that don't come to church so I have to talk about people who come to church. And a lot of people come to church but they have no faith. They have some fear but they don't have any faith. And so they're trying to, as I said earlier, they're trying to, they're trying to operate in both in faith and in fear. But when I come to church and I hear the preacher preach and there's something in that preaching that the Holy Spirit strikes me, grips my mind, my thinking, my heart, or however you want to, whatever terminology it is, I have heard a rhema word and it'll be a word that I won't forget when I walk across the parking lot. It'll be with me when I get in my car and ride home and, and in the night and tomorrow. That rhema word will be burning on the inside of me. And so there is a difference between our difference of coming to church, hearing the word preached, 
we want to get the rhema word out of what God has given to the person, uh, to the speaker, who is, uh, who is whomever that might, might be. And so God's guidance will always transcend human wisdom. We said that. God's guidance implies not an occasional guidance, but rather guidance for the whole of man's life. I think sometimes we try to use our faith that way, don't we? That we want, want, we want the faith on the moment or in the moment on the situation. Once that's been resolved or whatever, then we move on and only sometime come back to it when another situation arises. God wants us to walk in it every day. Amen. I mean, he, wa he, wants a, he wants faith to be so built up in us that our confession is the same when it's daylight and when it's dark. When it's daylight and when it's dark. He wants our confession of faith that comes from the rhema word that we received when we were listening, hearing a message, hearing a preacher or a teacher teach. Amen. So moreover, um, uh, the importance of such guidance involves a very, now listen to this, the, the importance of, of this supernatural guidance, the importance of that is, uh, is, uh, is a very, what's going on is a very real contact of fellowship between the guide and the person or people that he's guiding. So there's where it comes from, a close fellowship with God. So if we get all hurried, a little bit fearful in a, in a situation, and that drives us toward God, God helps us, but then we forget that God wants us to walk in that same counsel, that same uh, uh, whatever it might be, the same faith uh, when everything's good and when things are bad. And sometimes things do get bad in circumstances around us. So if the Christian lives their life without God's guidance, they often become misguided and get off track that takes their life in the wrong direction. And you see it all the time. You, you really do. You see it, you see it in people a lot where they're getting their direction not from God, not taking God's wisdom. Well, let me read it, read it to you again. And if the Christian lives their life without God's guidance, they often become misguided and get off track that takes their life in the wrong direction. We see people there. Maybe we've done it. I don't know if you have a habit or I'm, I'm sure that there's been some situations along the trail, along that but it's easy to get misguided and and listen it's easy for people to misguide you that that's simply goes to we need if people are counseling us make sure that it strikes something in our heart our mind our heart and that we take it to God in prayer to find out okay God is this really from you and so that's our job. We, we should do that. So the spiritually unguided Christian tends to a life that is seen only from a natural viewpoint. And folks, that's pretty much, you know, Paul talked, he said to be spiritually minded is life. But to be carnal, carnal or natural 
just natural. He said, but to be carnal is death. It doesn't have any life. He's just simply saying it doesn't have any life in it. But in God, spiritually, God, there is life for us in the word, in his counsel, there is life. Amen. So we know this, that life is not free from tests, trials, temptations, as well as problems that will present themselves to our life. Sometimes people think that they'll never have another problem. They'll never have another test. They'll never have another trial. And thinking that way, then when the problem comes, it throws them off. But no, you're going to have them. We're going to have them. We're going to have some tests and trials. You're going to get some. I mean, I'm going to get some. You know why? Because there's a whole bunch of them out yonder. Amen. But you see, God's counsel teaches us how to deal with those things when they come to our life. His wisdom teaches us. And so uh, we have to be in tune to, to, to realize what's going on, obviously. So Satan uses his influences to keep our faith in a natural or in natural things. And you know, you have to stop and think about it like this. The sinner is not the only person that Satan can influence. Satan can influence Christians or people who say they're Christians. He can influence them for sure. It has happened, will happen, but we just don't want it to happen to us. We don't want to do that at all. So Satan uses his influences to keep our faith in the natural so as to guide us into darkness and defeat. But God has a light of guidance, which is his counsel. He has a light of guidance to victory and overcoming when darkness seems to be all around our life. So tonight, I don't know what you're thinking about your life. I don't, I don't have any any thought of what it might be. Maybe you're dealing with some situations. I don't know that either. Maybe there are some things, you know, that are just kind of trailing you and they're not good and you want to get rid of them. I don't know. I don't know where you're at, but this I do know. God has the answer. God has the answer. And, you know, before we jump off track here, you know, and try to figure this thing out with our mind, no, no, go to God. First and foremost, go to God. Go to God. That, that means prayer. That means reading and meditating and all the things that goes along with it. Go to God first and see what God says to you. Run it by somebody that we have confidence in if you want to do that and uh, ask them to pray about it or whatever. But get your answer from God. And if you got your answer from God, then you got his favor on that where your life is, is concerned. Now let's, ta- let's, let's go back into Genesis just for a little bit tonight. Ooh, for a little bit tonight. Noah, let's, let's look at Noah. Noah didn't build the ark by chance. Noah didn't, you know, one day, just going about his day, didn't think, you know, I think I'll build an ark. Noah didn't even know uh, the need for an ark. He didn't know that. He wasn't even thinking about that. But here comes God. Along comes God. And says, Noah, I want you to build a boat. Well, Noah said, what is a boat? 
I've never seen a boat. I don't know what a boat is for. But God, God then gives him all of the instructions and dimensions and everything about this boat. And Noah didn't know a thing in the world about a boat. But what he did, he tapped into what God said to him. He tapped into God's wisdom and he went about building this boat the way God instructed him to build it. And he didn't even know why. But he was following God. He was following the instructions that God gave to him in building a boat. So what I'm saying to you is this. God sometimes will tell you to do something. He'll, he'll tell you and speak to you and tell you to do something. But if the, your mind gets in the way, then you probably, we, we probably then will try to figure it out in human wisdom. But Noah didn't do that. Noah didn't do that. You know, Noah, if, uh, I've read the commentaries on Noah, he didn't even know after I get this thing built, what do I do with it? My backyard's not big enough to hold it. My driveway won't hold it. He didn't even know what he was going to do with that ark. But one thing he knew, he knew how to listen to God. He knew how to, he, he knew how to do what God instructed him to do, no matter how it looked to him in the natural. He took this wisdom of God that supersedes natural it's our hope that today's message, Divine Guidance as Opposed to Human Wisdom, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling one 800 842-7896 Again that number 1-800-842-7896 If you would like to receive a free CD of this week's message please request 37 This week's special offer number is 37 From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living <laughs>